This is the Tiger Kickoff Podcast with your hosts, Emily Liker, Callum McAndrew, and Wilson Moore. It's week 11, I'm nodding 10. like I know, but I, <laughs> I know, don't. both of you just gave me blank stares. Uh, we are your Columbia, Missourian, MU football beat writers. I'm Emily Liker. I'm Cal McAndrew. And I'm Wilson Moore. And have you read Taylor's oh version release day? We are recording <laughs> this on a Thursday. Uh, read Taylor's version comes out tonight slash tomorrow. Like, the official day is tomorrow, but our speculation is that it's coming out at 11 p.m. Central Ooh. Time tonight, Thursday. That's one big day to me this is i know it's it's the most important thing that's going to happen to me today sorry to you guys but i can't think of anything else more important than this we have turned wilson into a a little bit a taylor swift yeah, a little fan. Bit. We, we listened to quite a bit of it in the uh in the car on the way back for to and from athens last week and she very uh enjo- well-written songs very talented i have a new appreciation Speaking of Athens, it feels like it feels like months ago. It feels so long ago. I were we even there? Between I'd... the twelve-hour car ride and the hour of traffic we sat in on the way, like that just it. And we're recording a day later than we normally would. Like it feels very like that was not last weekend. Uh, can we talk about the traffic for a minute? <laughs> yeah. Get your act together. I went with act. <laughs> did you? caught myself um get your act together missouri roadworks on sundays is that it's a bizarre thing to do yeah well especially because we like i said like i said when we did our little twitter live moment we drove through five other states all of which had construction zones in them but there was no construction going on in those zones because it was sunday we went through atlanta (laughs) the traffic capital of the universe (laughs) Nothing, not a thing. But Kingdom State, Missouri, this, I, the dude does not abide. This is absolutely bizarre. Yeah, it's pretty bad. In the less important stuff, do we have any thoughts on uh, the game no. in Athens? No, <laughs> no, none. Just traffic. No, we have some thoughts. We have some thoughts. I think everyone has some thoughts. Oh. I would like to start by sounding my own trumpet as I said on. <laughs> As I said on our video with Jerry the other day, um, that I did on last week's pod say that I thought Georgia would be where Harrison Mevis breaks his yeah. kicking streak, wow. and it it did happen. Wow. So should we take a moment of silence for Harrison Mevis's twenty consecutive field goals made streak? I think you need a moment of silence after you eat his burger. Well, I think you need a few moments too. of silence. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you need multiple moments of <laughs> yeah. silence just after that. A few moments of heavy breathing. Just, yeah. We're taking our moment of silence. Oh, this now. I think that was long enough. <laughs> so, it was quite a streak. It was quite a streak. And he, I mean, credit to him. He still was the only one to score any points mm-hmm. for Missouri against Georgia, which, I mean, all of us were pretty close in our score predictions. Yes. I have them pulled up. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the end, Logan was the only one who had Missouri only getting six points. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of us thought they would at least get one touchdown. I didn't. You d- you thought they would get three, three points. Three yeah. points. But then the rest of us being I, under- me, I underestimated Harrison Davis. Yeah. A little bit. I also believe I said two field goals. I mean, you can't get six with a touchdown and miss extra points. Yes. But I said two field goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you were you were one hundred percent correct on that half of the score. The other half, 
was close, but not quite. They really should have scored a touchdown on that final drive. Oh, if they're yeah. making Do we want to talk about that final drive? Two steps <laughs> forward, just just sort of just jumped a little bit. It was so fascinating to watch him just have like wide open field, and, and he he ran mm-hmm. the ball all game. Like that was the whole thing, and we knew going into the game that if Tyler played quarterback, that's what we were going to see is he was going to run the ball. And then you have a moment where he has the chance to like make something happen. And he doesn't run the, yeah. run the ball. Like, I don't know. I do think, like, not to, like, be really cliche, but I think for both quarterbacks, it was very much, like, a tale of two halves because I don't think Cook had a super great first half, mm-hmm. but he was better, significantly better in the second half. And then I think you could say the opposite is true for Macon, where he came out and had a couple strong-ish drives to start with. Granted, this is all, like, very exaggerated mm-hmm. because none of them were really that great of drives but like he had a couple good drives to start the game and then the second half I feel like was just not his strong suit yeah until that final drive I mean he, but uh, then he couldn't yeah. close yeah and then he couldn't yeah good point I mean a couple a couple nice long ones to uh, Tuska Dove that was good uh, it was kind of weird I know we joked about you know Missouri hiding Connor like to see if he was going to be questionable or not and that being so inconsequential to Georgia, but when, like they were going to be like, oh no, it's pretty good. <laughs> but uh. there were kind of a couple of occasions where they were like, ah, what's yeah. this? Because Brady Cook can run. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I think he said something about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. He? yeah. yeah. I had no idea he could run. He can and run. He had like a pretty decent, compl- I think he was 14 for 19. 19 I, I think, mean, granted, yeah. it wasn't for very many yards. No. It was like 78 yards or something like that. But like, he. That was one thing that confused me in listening to Drinkwitz's press conference from this week is he was, like, listing off things that Brady could improve on. And, like, the last thing he said was accuracy. And I was like, I don't feel like that's necessarily a problem. There was a long period where he was perfect. Yeah, exactly. That that tackle that nearly killed J.J. Hester. (laughs) That was bad. That noise. I know. That was one... I mean, there was a lot of things we could hear from the press box yeah. that day, thanks to the open-air press box, but... That noise wakes me up in the middle of the night. Yeah, it was like that noise, and then the F-bomb dropped by Kirby Smart. <laughs> dropped by Kirby Smart. Kirby. That was incredible. Wilson's uh, sitting here pretending like he could hear that. Uh, yeah, as, as someone who was not in the press box, was it... Uh, Callum, you've talked about this quite a bit, so I guess I'll ask you, mm-hmm. was it... Better or worse Ooh, uh, than than Jelani Williams ending <laughs> someone in Kentucky? Well, um, so the Jelani Williams, like, okay, and I'm going to say this one. I said this one was better slash worse. I don't know, however you want to qualify like bi- bi- it. Like bigger? Bigger, yes. Okay. Let's get yeah, grander. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jelani Williams, you could kind of see Jelani coming. Like for a minute, you were like, oh, he's going to hit him. Yeah. This one just came out of nowhere. <laughs> this guy came out of the void. Like, and then just all you heard was this A-bomb go off. Like, just <laughs> rattled through the walls of Sanford. It was incredible. Yeah, I, th- I mean, you could hear it over the crowd. And yeah. the crowd was yeah. was large and loud. Yeah. So. Oh, but I want we'll circle back to the quarterbacks. Because mm-hmm. I think there's still a lot to talk yes. about again this week. About what we think is going to happen against South Carolina. But... Another interesting thing from this game, the run defense wasn't horrible. Good question mark. Yeah, it was like it was so confounding to watch them stop the run and then just like 
not be great in the secondary. Which, like, again, like, someone someone replied to my gamer on Twitter and was like, oh, well, their secondary hasn't been good all season. I didn't think Stetson Bennett did that much better. And I was like, comparatively? Like, like they have been recording interceptions and, like, they did get one. But, like, the secondary has been, even if it's just marginally, better than the run defense all season. And that was not the case this this past weekend. It, I, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add to that. Do you I mean, think it, Do you think that moved Missouri out of the bottom of the run defense oh, it FBS has, standing? It has to, right? Because I mean, what did they give up? It was in the hundreds, it's like right? hundred sixty something, yeah. right? Yeah, has to, has to. That's a huge knock off the average. I assume you have this. I do up. have it. Pulled oh, up. let's go. It did. It did. Oh, Bring Missouri that. up. Above Missouri and Arkansas State are just really swapping it out down here at the bottom because oh, I, is this Arkansas State. Yeah, well, that's Incredible. what's been yep. like. Yep. Like I said, they they've been swapping it out. Mm, are like, they up again, to one twenty nine now. Are they up to what? One twenty nine. Yeah, Missouri's okay. up to one twenty nine, and they're giving up an average two seventy point two yards per game. Wow. Arkansas State is giving up an average two seventy four point six. Kansas at one twenty eight. Is giving up twenty points or twenty yards less per game wow. than Missouri is. So again, someone play Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Missouri is still still at the bottom, but not technically. Wow, they're barely out. Of Look it. at that! Hey, take that number one team in the country. I I think part of it was uh, I just from what I did see and what I've watched after. In case you guys can't tell, I was not in the press box. <laughs> I was in Athens. Long story, but um. Uh, Missouri seemed to be just pl- going hard to stop the run. I mm-hmm. think Steve Wilkes said as much after. Mm-hmm. They were putting, you know, seven, eight guys in the box on each play, forcing Georgia to beat them with their arm, which, I mean, that's that's a good enough strategy yeah. against the number one team in the nation when you know they're going to go after what you've struggled with all year. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's what that's what Jalen and Chad said immediately after the game, too, when we talked to them, was they're like, we knew that we were going to try and stop the run, mm-hmm. and so... I mean, like, they were going to obviously throw the ball, and we just weren't ready for it. And it really seemed like there was a couple of, like, game-defining moments early on in the secondary yeah. that sort of set the tone for the rest of the game, because the secondary really wasn't that bad for majority of the first couple of drives. KD mm-hmm. nearly came down with a pick. Twice. I yep. think there was yep. two that he almost had um, a pick on. And, that you know, a little unfortunate not to come out with them. One of them, the guy, like, grabbed out of his hands. Yeah. That was wild. Um, and then the, I mean, the touchdown was just a stellar play it was just on fourth and six that was just a i mean that doesn't go down missouri have a lead through two drives each mm-hmm. that's you know that's a uh, yeah, different I story sh- you know? i thought for sure they weren't gonna get it there yeah. and i was like this is very strange yep. to have missouri leading still yep. and then they got it and stetson bennett scored the touchdown but um one more thing i think we we would be remiss to not talk about the blocked punt for a safety oh, oh. college football never change um I- I did not think we would get a safety this season, if I was being honest. At least not in that... Fa- if we were going to get a safety, it was going to be because Connor Bazelak sacked. was sacked yep. in the... Um, in the yeah, game. real surprising, because Grant McInnes has been pretty much perfect this season. I he don't think it was really struggling. his... struggling. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much of it was his fault and just how much, you know, those bulldogs are, well, bloodhounds. Yeah. Just... Well, and it's but also... It seemed like such a breakdown in scheme, like... Mizzou yeah. had all its blockers moving mm-hmm. one direction, and Georgia sent, like, four guys off the opposite side. Yeah. 
And I would say that's probably like 75% of it. And I will say the other 25%, it was a little windy. And like thinking about it now, like I think something interesting about Sanford that, I mean, definitely hasn't been the case with any of the other stadiums Mizzou has played at this year is that it's kind of like set below ground level Mm -hmm. almost. Like you've got hills on both sides. It's like in a a little mini valley almost. So I'm sure that makes the wind Mm -hmm. different to deal with in terms of like and that Monday. wind like funnels in through that lower stand yeah. as well. Like I mean that if you I mean, that was the side that Nevis missed his kick on as well. Mm-hmm. That forty eight yard or just I mean it was you could see it. I mean it was nearly coming backwards at the end. Like yeah, there was, there was I mean that was a strong breeze coming in that side. That's where the block punt was. That's where me, uh, McInnes's punt that didn't get across half was. <laughs> it's uh, really yeah. bad. It's a really just, bad punt. It was not great. Yeah. Anyway, so. The, the big lingering, lingering question, which we will f- maybe find part of an answer out to later today, I guess, when the injury report comes out, is Connor Bazelag back this week? If not, mm. who are they splitting snaps again? Is one person going to get a play? So He was practicing or... Tuesday. He was, yeah. He was practicing yeah. Tuesday. At least for um, the part that media got to watch. Yeah. He was, like, doing walk-around type stuff, non-contact. Yeah, 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 non-contact. And if he can't go, Drinkwitz seemed to kind of indicate they want to have just one quarterback. That's he what said, I was thinking. He said Tuesday, I'm paraphrasing here, but you can't really have multiple guys prepared each week. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't run two guys through a first-team offense every week. Someone has to step up. So I'm really interested in Bazelak, if Bazelak doesn't play who that is because it sounds like we might still see both of them but we'll it'll be a much more defined heavier load for one than the mm-hmm. other i think it'll be brady i agree I... because like i said brady didn't have the greatest first half in that game the other day i'm thinking of that third down where it was Ooh. like third and eight he needed nine yards to convert and he, he went down a little too early yep. and he got chewed out on the sidelines afterwards. That was, like, one of the moments that I think they could hear on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. We couldn't hear that from the press box, but people said they could hear it. And I know he Drinkwitz mentioned that in the presser, and he was like, yeah, Bazelak came over and was kind of trying to calm us both down or whatever. So that's kind of, like, a cool... Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of the only moments we've heard of Bazelak being, like, a true leader this season. But I digress. Um, wow. And then it was, like, obvious when they came out of halftime that Brady had taken that too hard. Like, we saw him convert downs on his feet. Like, we saw him... That dive. Uh, yeah. Like he, he took one on that. Yeah, he did some... He had some big plays in yep. the second half. So, I, I think he would be the starter. Um, I mean, also, like... I don't want to say that who they bring out for media has anything to do with it, because it obviously doesn't, and we're not going to get into all the politics of that right now. But he did get a talk. Granted, usually freshmen aren't allowed to or most coaches don't allow freshmen to so as frustrating as that is Macon didn't get to talk to us this week but I mean yeah is the, is the the cook show a is that a bluff or a double bluff what way I don't know I see again it's hard because like I don't think there's any scenario where they would have brought out Macon which is frustrating because yes he's a freshman but he, he you also had him start your game against yep. the number one team in the country so like if you trust him to do that, you can't trust him to come out and talk for, like, five minutes to media. Yeah. Whatever the case, whichever one comes out, they have to be more aggressive early on. Yes. They absolutely have to be more aggressive with their play calling. I, I mean, just, I mean, the Georgia game was such a good example of that. You, they had them a little bit on the ropes early, 
not completely, but you had Macon scrambling, which surprised them. Cook is clearly a very accurate passer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it took them until the final drive to finally start sending send balls down the field with Macon, who's clearly the worst, the, the worst passer, or well, not clearly, but seemed to be the worst passer of the two. Yeah. If it's Cook, and I think it will be, I mean, I mean, especially against South Carolina, this is a, this is a must-win game. We, we see mm-hmm. that all the time, but this, if they want bowl eligibility, they have to win this game. Because they're not going to beat both Florida and Arkansas, realistically. Yeah. They have to be more aggressive early on. No, I mean, I, I 100% agree. And I think that's, like, something I've been, like, I feel like I've been confused about all season is we've talked we talked so much going into this season about how they have such a deep receiving mm-hmm. core and granted you have Tyler Beatty of course you're going to give the ball to Tyler right. Beatty as much as possible because you know he can put 200 yards up mm-hmm. 150 yards up against pretty much any opponent except Georgia he only had like 42 yards against Georgia but so like I understand that you'd want to go on the ground more but then it seems like they target the same two guys every game and they're always like shorter passes and then, like, I don't know, I feel like they have some receivers who can catch deep ball. Like, we saw that one from Boo Smith mm-hmm. early in the season. Yep. That was, like, his first career touchdown. Like, we hardly see him on the field now. Like, it's just interesting to me. Like, I don't know, what do you guys think about the use of the receiving core? Well, <laughs> <laughs> They're both looking at each other like, I don't know what to do. It's, I don't know that there's a right answer to it. It's, I, I don't, they have a lot of. There's a lot of skill. I don't think anyone can uh, dispute that. Kiki Chisholm has had flashes. He's a big body. He's athletic. You can use him downfield. I don't think we've seen Mookie Cooper healthy once this season. He has not been 100% all year. But we know he can do some pretty incredible things when he is. We saw him in spring practice. Dominic Lovett is a guy with a ton of potential. But no one's really stepped up. And, you know, I don't think that has to matter. I don't think you have to have a number one go-to receiver. But it just kind of feels like... feels like they rotate a lot. Too much. Yeah, 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 it feels yeah like that's kind of what I was getting way at. To, like, to the point that it gets a little confusing mm-hmm. at times. Like, to me, there's been, like... Yeah, it's fine to have, like... We're seeing eight or nine guys at times. Like, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, they've obviously got their go-tos, like Barrett Bannister and, you know, J.J. Hester's come up a lot I think he should be getting more game time actually mm-hmm. um but just I mean the amount that they rotate is what what drink was called earlier in the season like a well, like a hockey yeah. line yeah, yeah. Like I mean, three uh, in three out yeah I don't know it doesn't s- promote consistency yeah yeah it's, it's hard to perfect your game when you're only seeing mm-hmm. like a couple reps every yeah. game and like uh, like it doesn't matter how many reps you're getting in practice that's a completely different scenario Mm -hmm. when you put it in the stadium and you're playing against the number one team in the country or whatever and I mean even from some of those veteran guys we saw drops against Georgia I mean like Bannister had one early that was like really unlike him uncharacteristic of him and so Towski had one as well yeah Um, that was a pretty I think he would add a first down on that one as well if Mm -hmm. I remember correct anyway we're dancing a little bit around previewing the mayor's cup this weekend (laughs) the mayor's cup they get a trophy if they win did, did they really? That? I mm-hmm. did not know that. It, yep. it, it's passed back and forth between Missouri between the and... Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Missouri right. has had it... Columbia, Missouri has had it for the past two years. Wow. Barry Odom won his first and only in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then Drinkwitz, Drinkwitz won. won 17-10 last year. I think if you win three in a row, the other city should have to change its name for a year. 
I think my... if that were the case, Columbia, Columbia, Missouri would have changed its name at some yeah. so you, oh, you only have to do it for 12 months until you win again. Okay. okay. You, you, your name, and it's like, uh, it's like that scene in Anchorman. The other city gets to choose what it is. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, South Carolina had a big game against Florida last weekend. I think a lot of us were surprised. we Because it was happening... It started while we were in the press. Was it concurrently? I'm kind of like I said. This weekend I, I feels so it, long. I ago. think it it ended after the Mizzou Georgia game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we were. We I don't know. I don't remember 2004. <laughs> uh, anyway, score was 40 to 17. I mean, a, a couple weeks ago, even we were predicting that South Carolina was going to be the more beatable team, and now it mm-hmm. kind of feels like Florida mm-hmm. probably is. We'll talk all about that next week when we get there. I'm excited to talk about Dan Mullen, but... If he's still... If he's still... Bro, don't talk about that because I'm writing about him. That would suck for him to just get fired, like, after this game and that we have wasted my time. (laughs) I am so sorry. Oh, but he he might. He might. Anyway, they had a big game. Um, I was trying to pull up the stats. 284 yards on the ground against Florida. So I would assume we're going to be seeing the same out of them for Missouri. Mm. One thing that I found interesting, because I was doing the game preview this week, is that, so Drinkwitz has faced South Carolina in all three of his seasons as a head coach. He faced them against App State, Mm. one, faced them last year, and then we'll face them again. But it's been a different coach-quarterback combination every time. Wow. Because it was, what was his name? It was Mushcamp last year. Yep. It's like Mike Bobo or something like that nice. in 2019. So I think that's something interesting to think about. And he did touch on it a little bit in his presser, yeah, where he was like, it's obviously different schemes, but yeah. people, yeah, there are some consistency. He said they have a um, kind of a read on some players who have been there the whole time. I was looking at the – oh, it was Will Mushcamp in 2019, Mike Bobo last year. Okay. Just for, just for clarity's sake, but – yeah, so I thought that was interesting, and um, they've, I mean, South Carolina this season has also had some quarterback issues, which feels like every team in the country has I was about to say, has, has Mizzou played a single team this year that just has a starting quarterback with nothing else no. going on around it, no controversy? And and now Mizzou is one of those teams as well that wow. has quarterback controversy, but um, three different guys have played quarterback for them this season. Um, it was... Noland for the first three mm-hmm. games of the season. Then he hurt his back. Doty came in for and started four games. He re-aggravated a left foot injury, was out. And then Noland came back in to play their game against uh, Texas A&M a couple weeks ago. Beamer was like, Nolan's going to be our starter for the rest of the season. And then Brown played. Zeb Brown, I think is his name. Ze- Zeb, Zeb Nolan. Nolan. Zeb Noland. <laughs> gonna say see so many quarterbacks can't can't get them straight jason brown um came in and played last week against florida and he played the entire game so who knows we could literally see like six quarterbacks in this game between the two teams it feels like uh just looking at their passing statistics they've also had four players just throw passes as well (laughs) that's exciting i I love when non-quarterbacks pass the ball this is this is good. Kai Kroger. I want to see Kai Kroger throw. <laughs> I that feel like this fun. game is going to be so, so ugly. I, I just... Like, any. I, especially if 
Basilak is still out and Cook or Macon is starting at quarterback for Missouri, it's going to be, I think yeah. it's just going to be a mess on both sides. Who's, who's the guy that came in against Vandy? To, that was Zeb Nolan. Was that Zeb Nolan, yeah. the graduate yeah. assistant? Yes. Incre- I need to see that. That's. I was looking to see, I was realizing we haven't really had a bad, there hasn't been a bad weather game this season yet either. Mm. I was hoping that would be this weekend, but it's just supposed to be cold. The yeah, low it looks is like it's going to be 28. Yeah. That was kind of, that was kind of That's the, the low. Yeah. That was kind of the reputation of Mizzou, South Carolina for a few years there. I don't think they've had it since like 2018, but <laughs> yeah, 2018 when it it like was they, it was some, there was like a 40 minute delay with a minute and a half left because there was like a monsoon so, over yeah, Columbia, South Carolina. Pouring rain. Like it was insane the amount of rain. Like it was raining. Wow. Like, it was just really wild. Where do we have to, to call to get that? I, I don't know. Not not the Missouri Weather Service yeah. because it's not going to rain. So. Oh. Uh, another interesting tidbit about this match. Mm-hmm. South Carolina are on the verge of bowl eligibility. Yeah, yeah. So this is a very <laughs> important game, a big for, game for them. Teams. Yeah. This Does. game decides who goes to Shreveport on December. 23rd. <laughs> Please, not us. Please, Callum Merry Wilson Christmas. and I do not want to be at Shreveport yeah. on Christmas. Yeah. I have dogs to hug. Please let me go home. I just have things to do other yeah. than this. Like, we'll take Florida, Texas. Or I'll take anywhere warm. California. I California. California. I would take California in a heartbeat. Shreveport's probably warm. Shut up, Wilson. <laughs> is Shreveport close to New Orleans? I have no idea. If it was close to New Orleans, I would I would be more okay. It would still be at the bottom of my list of bowl games that I would want to cover. Let's have a look. I am looking up where Shreveport is. If it's nowhere near New Orleans, why are we doing this? I don't know. I feel well, like it's it's relevant though, because we no, it's gonna... absolutely not. It's on the opposite end of the state. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Back to Penny. Back to, to Penny. That, that was a fun little uh, circle. Back to South Carolina. Learning geography. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get when you tune into this podcast. Do you think uh, Do you think Shane Beamer will bring a bowling ball with him? What? Bowling. <laughs> like they're going oh. bowling. That, that, that... No, but Drinkwitz will have a really uncomfortable, awkward um, response if Missouri makes a like. It, whenever, if Missouri makes a bowl game, the presser after that game, he will make a very awkward, uncomfortable joke or Ooh, something weird like be, that. Do you think he'll eat out of a bowl or something? I don't like know. I don't. He or like some really horrible like video of him. <laughs> like you know, oh, like when when they got Luther Burden and he did the shoot. the shooter shoot video. <laughs> like there will be a video of him with like a bowling ball being like. Going bowling! <laughs> what would take him longer? To hit that shoot, shoot shot or to uh, throw a strike? I feel like it's gotta be the strike. Like, that's kind yeah. of difficult to do. Like, you can bowl, you know, full 10 frames and not do it. If you just, if you do the shooter shoot thing enough, you're gonna hit it. Yeah. Also, people practice basketball more than they do bowling. Mm, good point. But <laughs> we digress. One more thing before I think we get into our score predictions. Um, Drinkwitz talked a, a decent amount about South Carolina's um, offensive and defensive lines and how they really control the line of scrimmage. Um, so I think it will be interesting to see if Tyler Beatty can break through that again. Because, I mean, obviously, like, he's already having, like, a historic season. But, I don't know. Thoughts? Do we think it's going to be a run-heavy game or pass-heavy game? 
run heavy game it's run. gotta be that's the running is Missouri's strength on offense it's Missouri's weakness on defense we're gonna see it on both ends it's fair score predictions everyone oh man I haven't even thought about this uh, I have also been struggling with this um you know I'm feeling a if I'm being honest I, I kind of there's something in there's something in the air I'm feeling a rumbling yeah, what's yeah, the rumbling? Yeah, I feel like Missouri's going to come good this week. <laughs> I do. I do. I do not. I'm going to go Missouri 35, South Carolina 24. Oh. <clears throat> I've been struggling with this. I don't know why, but like my gut is telling me Missouri wins. That's like that, 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 there's there's I, it, it shouldn't be. South Carolina is coming off a huge win over Georgia. Missouri, ju- you know, just played the number one team in the country and lost like they were expected to. I don't know. And, and just even the way they match up doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to say Missouri 31, South Carolina 28. I don't mean to interrupt, but I think there was a bit of a Freudian slip there by Wilson. You said South Carolina was coming off of a big loss against Georgia, or a big win against Georgia, oh. and not Florida. <laughs> that, thank you, Logan. That's that's why you're the best in the business. Yes. Uh, if you were paying attention to Missouri's season or the last 30 minutes of the podcast, like I apparently wasn't, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, South Carolina's coming off a big win against Florida. Missouri lost to Georgia. Georgia. There we go. I... Do not think Missouri will win this game. I think it will be really close. I think it will be lower scoring than you guys do. I'm going to go 20-13 to 13 South Carolina. Wow. I think both teams make two wow. field goals and then have a... Oh, a no, t- I had a different... What I had missed you? PATs in my head there. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a possibility too, I guess. Yeah. But I would assume it would be like... Missouri gets a touchdown and makes two thanks to Mevis, and then South Carolina has two touchdowns, maybe three and misses the mm-hmm. PAT, or it's just two and then two. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be low scoring. The, okay, this was an interesting tidbit. Sorry, Logan, we'll get to your score prediction in a second. But when I was doing the game preview for this week, I went back and looked at all the scores between the uh, in the 11 matchups between South Carolina and Mizzou. Mm-hmm. The average point differential is 10.3 points. Wow. And that's, like, because there's one outlier where it's, like, 24 or something like that. Most of them are, like, below 15 points. Okay. So well, I, would say. I think it's going to be very close. I'm pretty much bang on with my 35-24, then. That's yeah. 11 points. Go me. Go stats. Okay, Logan, what you got? So I've been struggling a lot like you guys. I feel like this has the potential to turn into like the Tennessee game where we're all like, oh, I think it'll be close and mm. this and that, and then they just get complete, get the doors blown off them. But I'm still going to predict a close game. I'm going to say 27-20, and I, just, I have no idea who I think is going <laughs> to win this one. I might as well flip a coin. Um <laughs> Let's go 27-20 Missouri, I guess. Wow. I, I like that style of going of figuring out the score first and <laughs> yeah. then the winner. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had the idea in my head that it's going to be like in the 20s, but I still had no idea who was going to win. <laughs> so I'm just kind of throwing numbers and a winner at the board. So let's see what happens. 
We'll play Fractor Cap. If you get it, you can interrupt. Just quickly looking at South Carolina's schedule, I really need them to lose their next two games because that means they could get bowl eligibility against Clemson in the last day of the season, which would be... Oh, boy. Whoa. College football How this season, man. How good would that be? It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Are we ever? That's why I looked at you. <laughs> For Factor Cap. All right. The number one podcast game in the world award pending. Are we all uh, tied up now? I believe so. Oh, yeah, I guess I, I should start just before we begin. How are you guys feeling? I'm good. I, I will say... So Callum had been sick all week for uh-huh. our listeners uh-huh. to know. And I'm so better now. He has we I, we literally I have not seen him since we got out of the car yeah. on Sunday night. So I was like, oh, what if he what if like he doesn't show up? Am I just gonna get a free round of factor captain myself? Oh, I would have like, phoned him. Uh, oh no 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 no! <laughs> Ain't no quitters here. Okay, well I'm ready. Um, before you guys start, Cameron got back to me really quickly on a score prediction. Ooh. He says thirty to twenty-seven Missouri. Oh, wow, okay. that'd be a great. I'm the only one taking South Carolina. I think you guys are gonna. I think you're. I think words. you're going to win. I think you are, but I. I don't know. I, I'm the same as Wilson. I just there's there's something in the water. I jumped back and forth on my winner prediction in my head like five or six times before I finally got on and still couldn't decide. So <laughs> it's gonna be that close. It feels like. Back to you, Wilson. Back to me. Might as well dive right into it. We'll start with number one. South Carolina uh, is the Gamecocks, Uh, the uh, the name of which comes from Thomas Sumter, a brigadier general in the South Carolina militia during the Revolutionary War, whose nickname was the Fighting Gamecock. I mean, how else does a mascot, a school pick the Gamecocks as their mascot? Yeah. Like, tr- that has to be fact. <laughs> I, I, I have to think that that's true. So are you guys both going with fact? Yeah. I am. You are both correct. Yeah. That is Let's true. Let's go. Columbia, the Columbia, South Carolina, not Missouri, Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina's name was originally Washington. When it began, it was changed in 1903. Mm. I think that's fact. I'm going Cap. It is Cap. Washington was on the table when they were naming the city of Columbia, but it was voted down, went with Columbia. When did it become the capital of Columbia? I don't know. Uh, ca- capital, said Carolina. Okay. Capital <laughs> of Wilson's Columbia. Wilson's like, I don't do that much <laughs> research. In the first year of the South Carolina-Clemson rivalry, 1896, South Carolina students made a poster of a tiger with a gamecock on top of it, steering the tiger with its tail. It became such a point of contention that it caused multiple fights and was burned after the game to prevent anything else from happening. I don't think anything that interesting <laughs> happened then, so Cap. Fact. It, that, is, that is fact. Whoa! Yeah, I was oh. going to say, weird stuff used to happen. <laughs> like... There were multiple fist fights between... <laughs> Clemson students and South Carolina students leading up to the game, and then after the game, both sides agreed, yes, to burn the poster to <laughs> This has gone on long madness. enough. <laughs> That's hilarious. I that like, did sound like one that Wilson could have made up. I feel like I'm cutting in a lot today, but I did want to um, answer Callum's question. Columbia became the capital of South Carolina in 1786. Let's go. Oh. Wow. Congratulations, yeah. Columbia, South Carolina, on your, <laughs> I don't know how many, 235 years, I guess. Wow. Impressive. 
Good run. Number four. <laughs> it's always hard to dive back yeah. in after these things, but former South Carolina coach Philip Sparky Woods got his nickname from a firecracker accident when he was in college. Cap. I haven't picked Cap yet, so I'm gonna pick Cap. Cap. That that is Cap. Yeah. Philip Sparky Woods is a real person. He was a South Carolina coach. I don't know how he got his. You made that up, didn't I you? Did, I did. Yeah, that's how Wilson make up all. Yeah. I'm leading right now, right? Three, two. Um. I think I've got three. No. I, I guess oh, maybe five on the first four. one. I guess Cap on the second one. And I just got that one right. I'm winning. I'm pretty sure it's tied. Okay, let's, uh, Queen, we have no, because th- we haven't. We've answered differently on at least one of the questions. We're go- we're going uh, going into round five. This is a good time to do a quick recap. Uh, question number one was South Carolina's mascot comes from uh, the fighting Gamecock, which you guys both got right. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year of the South Carolina poster fist fights burning. I said fact, you said cap. Yeah. And so I got so the Emily there. two yeah. Emily two one. Columbia's name was Washington. You guys both got that right. Yeah. Yeah. We and said uh, the uh, Philip Sparky. No, Woods. I said fact on the Washington. You one. said fact. Okay, so that's so two, a, two. that's tied, and then Philip Sparky Woods. We both cap. said cap. Both yeah. said cap. Okay. So it is tied two to two. No, going, three, three to three. Three to three. <laughs> going into the fifth We're doing round. well. Yeah. <laughs> we can do math. <laughs> the University of South Carolina houses the largest collection of Scottish literature in the world outside of Scotland. Factor cap. <laughs> wow, this is a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think I think cap. You put that in there to get Calum excited. He did. He did, and he oh, he got it right. Um, all right, there are more Scottish people in the Carolinas than there are what well, people with Scottish heritage living in the Carolinas than there are living in Scotland right now. I know that, so this would make sense. Wow, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fact here. It is true. That, <laughs> was fair. Uh, that, that might have been the greatest like ending to a factor cap game that we have had this year. I feel what... so patriotic right now. What a moment! Uh... Uh, cue up the national anthem. <laughs> Damn, it's okay. I'll go one and zero next week. Oh, we're what still separated by only one. Like incredible. Back We've just forth. been trading back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's like one of us leads, then it's tied, then the other one of us leads, then it's tied. Then it. So I'm not concerned. Uh, after Emily said, Cap, Callum, I'm so glad you got that right because I was telling you guys before the show, <laughs> I only came up with five this week. I did not have a tiebreaker plan, so I'm glad this didn't go into overtime. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk about your TK stories a little bit? Or the ones for next week, if you have any questions? Suppose so, yeah. Tell them about it, Jojo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, this week I wrote about a Caleb Evans who has done a lot of pretty cool things. He's done a lot. He started the Caleb Evans Foundation in his hometown of McKinney, Texas, when he was still in high school. Done a lot of community service work. He was one of a couple uh, players when he was at the University of Tulsa who started the Black Men's Initiative. A lot of social justice work. Very interesting person and someone who. I talked to a decent number of people for this, and everyone spoke very highly of him. Is uh, I think it's a, be an interesting story. Yeah, I wrote my uh, secondary on uh, Case Cook, who, as we all know, suffered the season-ending shoulder injury earlier this year. Um, the premise is, I mean, he's kind of got a choice to make coming up. He's transitioned over to this coaching role. 
um, and, and but as he's doing that, he can declare for the NFL draft. He could come back because of the extra year granted by the pandemic for another year at Missouri, or his body might not allow him to play football anymore. So I spoke to spoke to his parents. Uh, thank you, uh, Kelly and Stan Cook, for talking to me. I spoke to a couple of his old high school coaches just about just about you know his history and history in the game, why he's played through played through an injury for three games through excruciating pain. Turns out it's not the first time he's done that. Um, got some really interesting stories about Casey in high school. Uh, I had a lot of fun writing this one. Thanks to everyone that talked to me. I uh, hope you guys read it. I just did the game preview this week. But <coughs> if you are listening to this and you went to, you're one of the like 13,000 people allowed in the swamp last year during COVID mm. for the Mizzou versus Florida game where there is a ginormous halftime brawl and Dan Mullen came out afterwards dressed for Halloween in a Darth Vader costume. It, it was Halloween, to be fair. Oh, okay. I'm glad I, we that up. Yeah. I would love to talk to you. So you can DM me on Twitter at emliker, um, or you can email me at emily.liker15 at gmail.com. I would, I would really, really like to hear what you thought of that game and what you remember about it. I, I am so excited for this story. This I, story, like, uh, th- I would click on this so fast <laughs> if I just saw it just a just an oral history of a rumble this i please get in contact with emily i really hope like because i have a couple people lined up already but like i've it i mean obviously like there's no way anyone at mizzou currently is going to talk to me about it or would be allowed to like Mm. i they're not gonna let me ask drinkwitz about that fight and so i'm like trying to get in touch with like former coaches anyway anyway if you have any ties to that game Please, please get in touch with me. Uh, my laptop died. Does one of you want to reread our score predictions? Oh, Just give us one more time. I don't. Neither of you have it pulled up. I can um, read them <laughs> off. Oh, there we go, too. Logan. Thank you. You're prepared. All right. Callum has 35-24 Missouri. That is right. Emily has 2013 South Carolina. Wilson has 31-28 Missouri. I have 27-20 Missouri. And Cameron has 30-27 Missouri. Perfect. And a reminder that uh, Callum will be shaving his beard if one of us gets the score prediction correct. Uh, just the, the uh, leave the mustache. It's yeah, yeah, I said the yeah. beard. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's all we have for you this week. We are your Columbia, Missourian, MU football beat writers. I'm Emily Liker. I'm Callum McAndrew. And I'm Wilson Moore. And be on the lookout for our thicker kicker B12 oh. campus bar and grill burger review. I'm so excited. Thank you for listening to the Tiger Kickoff Podcast. This podcast is produced by Cameron Connor and Logan Franz. Music for this podcast comes from Alligator Indian. Catch us next week at ColumbiaMissourian.com or wherever you get your podcasts.